You happy? You good? Fifth gear, yeah. All right, okay. <clears throat> welcome to the uh, Tuesday uh, Hot Fix, uh, everybody. I'm Liam. I'm Russell, and welcome as insists. <laughs> and this is the podcast for people who want to know what it's really like working for an app company that has millions and millions of its users. So, wow, I was thinking that today, because what we do, people, is we record like a couple of weeks in advance. So this podcast will actually be going out on Valentine's Day. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we just have to make, try and make it a bit more romantic now. A bit more romantic. That's the, that, that's the key. Because I came up with this incredibly romantic idea. I saw it in the newspaper, uh, you know, like the online newspaper, and then I saw it on one of my websites that I go to, that actually on um, Valentine's Day, Hull are playing Norwich at home. So uh, I wondered... How romantic do you think that is as a gesture to my... Uh, what, to take me to watch that game? What, to take it to, yeah, to take the Carrow Road on Valentine's Night. What, take, take, take your wife to a Carrow Road or me to Carrow Road? <laughs> you should normally take me to Carrow Road. All right, well, when I might get jealous. Well, do you know what? I reckon that the game will go a lot more smoothly if I take you instead of Ruth. <laughs> because I think every time I look round, she's just going to be staring daggers at me. Oh, right. Uh, okay, so we just decided that's not a romantic thing. No. Oh. It's on a, a, I mean, Valentine's on a Wednesday, right. which is a bit of a pain in the ass. No, we're not going there. <laughs> this is so not, say nothing. This is not Atari. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Bomb hole. Bomb hole. Strictly meat and potato beef. Yeah. Oh, so it reminds me kind of, uh, yeah, I, th I think, what, are you serious about taking your wife to football? No, she no. Chop my bollocks off right, if I did okay. that. All right, fine. Sorry. Okay. But you can't take me either because she'd probably drown at that as well. Yeah. yeah you can't win, can you? Not really, no. But yeah, it reminds me, like, if we're doing uh, Valentine's Day uh, on the 1st of uh, February instead of 14th. Yep. And not on the BBC, you have to record the programme uh, like Strictly Come Dancing in September, don't you? The Christmas special. Yeah. So, uh, Everyone has to put Christmas jumpers on and things and get into Christmas spirit. Yep. It's done like that, in a way, but we're not being paid. No, that's it. No, I've got it now. I saw an episode of um, Changing Rooms where it was a Christmas episode. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, outside, it was, it was clearly summer. It was clearly the middle of summer it was. Sweating their bollocks. They are, yeah. They're all wearing all these Christmas <laughs> jumpers and outfits and stuff and... Or fires going and, and things. Like people picking apples on the tree in the garden. And... Yeah. If there really are people listening that are into IT out there, they are probably going to be... Disappointed. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. 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 This is going to sound terribly misogynistic because... Yeah. And, and we usually we leave that to the James Bond yes. shell at the end. But... Misogyny. Misogynistic section. Yeah. <laughs> it's a misogyny corner. Yeah. But... <laughs> oh, well, this is the final episode. Oh, oh dear. Oh, if I ever take a podcast down quickly, there's uh, this. No, all I was going to say is just my lived experience that tends to be more men in IT than there are ladies in IT. The ladies that we have in IT are by far the better 
uh, well, people really. But yes, I would, I would say if you were to go into our office, you would just basically see mostly mostly men developers. Yeah. The reason why I bring that up is that what was her name? Do you remember Emily that worked in our office? I do. Yes. Yes. So she told me something because her boyfriend wasn't particularly romantic, and she looked at uh, the Valentine's Day from a man's uh, from a woman's point of view. She said that her boyfriend said, "Well, they're not doing anything because I want to be romantic with you every day of the year, right?" It's clearly bullshit because, you know, you don't buy your wife or partner flowers every day. That's a bloke trying to do a cop out. And then she said, basically, what he's telling me is that the romantic day of the most romantic day of the year, when every other couple is being romantic, he can't be asked to be romantic with me. She didn't say art, so I just added that bit. Just right. And I thought, yes. So if there are blokes listening to this who are in a relationship, you do have to be romantic on bo on Boxing Day, <laughs> on Valentine's Day. So, handy in. This isn't just about, you know, IT. It's also about oh, living yeah. beyond Valentine's Day. All right. I do have something I brought with me. Right. Um, I know you do a lot of the legwork on the research side of things for this break. Uh huh. I've got good legs. Um, so, we have lots of different activities in our outdoor app. Yep. And uh, uh, we've got some sort of unusual ones. We had requests, we also we sort of have requests for unusual ones at times there, like uh, snowshoeing. Yes. But uh, actually in Canada, snowshoeing is huge. But obviously they have a lot of snow. They have huge snowshoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one we've just recently added is SUP. You mentioned that in Jess's um, yes, one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. SUP stands for Stand Up Paddle Boarding. I think everybody knew that. <laughs> yeah. So if I was to say to you, what's up? You would say Stand Up Paddle Boarding. I oh, know, I'd say uh, a big 6,000 as the model. But anyway. I just got over my head that. But go on. One of the other activities is, uh, is bouncing climbing. And we do have um, such things as vertical routes in our app. Now, what do you think of mountain climbing? It's not real big in Norfolk. I, sh I shan't lie, but I have done the, the the mountain climbing up a wall indoors. Oh yes, like yeah. That. yeah. And a really nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Depends who's holding up the rope. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Oh good. They high freight. That's the jeopardy that you have with indoor mountain climbing is quite minimal. Yeah. I think the jeopardy you have with a um, a real thing is is yeah. kind of yeah bring, brings. I, I I wouldn't be into it. No. Yeah, the real thing like uh, the Eiger climbing the Eiger. Yeah, because the Eiger is a six thousand foot sheer face. Yes. No, the Eiger translates to walk. So you always already sort of start to pick up bad vibes about the whole. It's it's, 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 it's what called org. It's org. 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 Iga translates in English to org, the monster. Org. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like an ogre. Ogre. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Oh fucking hell. Uh. So in 1936, no one had climbed it, I don't believe. And then these guys rock up. Uh, these German guys rock up to the bottom of Mount Iga. 
for the for the north face of the Eiger. And another thing is the Eiger has the nickname Mordwald, which means murderous war, which is a pun on Nordwald, which is North Wall. Do you get that? A little bit complicated. So that so that's the north face of the Eiger then? North face of the Eiger, yeah. Jeez. Uh, and this guy, there's a famous book about it called The White Spider. Have you heard of that one? No. And it's about these guys who try and climb it in 1936. They fail. And it's the famous story where the, the guy ends up at the end of the rope, just dangling. And he's in shouting distance that, of, of the rescuers, but they can't get to him. There's no physical way to get to him. So after a few days, he dies at the end of the piece of rope. It's a comedy. So it's a, it's a film, a very good film, and an amazing book, The White Spider. Now, there was another film. I th if it's got Clint Eastwood Clint in it. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and no, I remember this one. Called The Eiger Sanction. Yes. And I looked up <clears throat> the strap line for The Eiger Sanction. Right. Okay. So, so do you want to do trailer, American trailer voice? Yeah, what do you want me to say? So let's just say the, whatever you want to say, The Eiger Sanction, and I'll put the strap line on it. Okay, you ready for that? All right, hang on. Let me just get the character. Yeah. Usually they kind of talk like this. Coming to you at a cinema, the cellar, the Iger Sanction. The fugitive he hunted held his lifeline. Oh. That is very good. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I remember there was a, a whole series of books that got turned into films. Now, I don't know whether or not that guy who wrote that was like um, Alistair MacLean. It was like Alistair McLean, Jack Higgins, and a bunch of bunch of ones like yeah, that that yeah. wrote. I'm going to call them like airport um, books. Oh yeah, trash. <laughs> but uh, it was it was like one of those ones. I think my dad even read the book. Uh, the Argus Sanction, yeah. Because I had a bit of a James Bond vibe about it, didn't it? How there was like this albino head that's head of criminal organization. He hired. I think his name was Hemlock. To carry out a sanction because that's what they used to call murdering, right. murdering people. Right. Oh, I won't say how it ends. Do you remember how it ends? I, I do. There's some sort of double cross, isn't there? The goodie turns out to be the baddie. Exactly. Yeah. But basically, everybody dies, either, spoiler alert, at the end, either by accident or on purpose. So the guy he thinks is the baddie isn't the baddie, but then he finds out who the baddie is and then he, he dies. And then his boss thinks he's just killed all of them on purpose. Because he didn't figure out which one it was. Ah, uh, I should probably say spoiler alert before I say stuff like that. Uh, so if someone hasn't watched it by now, yeah, it's like maybe 1970 something or other. Uh, yeah, that was my little skit. So, I... my uh, my my other half accused me of being a miserable git on Sunday, and I would like to know whether or not you think I passed the miserable git threshold yet. Okay, right. so on Sundays. Uh, we go and do, I was going to say we play archery, but it's not. We go, go and archery. And it's sealed archery, which means there's a whole load of targets in a forest. They're near Elderbit, actually. And we walk, there's a course, and you walk around them. And, uh, and you just fire arrows at them, right? Yeah. So, on Saturday, I went to a shop called Clickers in Norwich. Got me sight set up fired a few arrows there and then when we got 
to the forest on on the Sunday, I basically just wanted to set up my site because depending on how far away the distance is, you, you have to affect your site. And I wanted to set it to 30 yards. And that's all I wanted to do. And then this guy came over and started chatting to us. Originally, he said we were on the wrong practice thing. There's like, just, there's no, it's a forest with no one in it. And it's like, oh, come on. And then he started just talking to us. And I dropped a couple of soul hints because it's cold. It's outdoors. It's cold. And I get to say, I'm going, oh, yeah, but, you know, getting a bit cold. And then he started talking about, oh, I've got a hand warmer thing that I've got in my pocket. I said, oh, that didn't work, did it? And then I started saying, well, you know, we've just got to kind of get on because it's going to get dark. Yeah, 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 we'll get dark, but it'll get... And then he started talking about how in the summer... <laughs> you're, just, you're just feeding him. I was, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I mean, how do you, how do you say that? And it's like, well, well, bye then. But we weren't the ones leaving. We were allowed to get him to go away from us, you see. So that that's the trickier one. Well, if you were trying to fiddle with your site, it sounds a bit technical. Yeah. And he was coming up and bothering you at that time. And I didn't say I need to sell my site because that's clearly oh going to be yeah. feeding him into that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think when you're at, when you're with your wife in the forest, <laughs> other men should leave you alone. Yeah. That's, thank you. I think that's I think that's good advice. So Charlie, if you are listening to this, oh yeah, he told me his name and his backstory and his life story and his. Yeah. But yeah, Oh, right. So we're on the new market bypass. Do you think we should talk about some sort of uh, yeah, I should stuff? I was thinking about what Jess was saying about the newsletters. Have we talked about what GDPR is? I don't think we have, have we? I don't think we did in that conversation. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about? No. Oh. Right, you used to do a bit of newsletter stuff. Yeah, well, I don't know what the uh, the letter stuff called, or do you? Can we go? General Data Protection Acts. All right. Oh, like NEPA, that would be. Oh. oh, rules? Rules. Anyway, you don't, you don't really know, need to know what GDPR stands for. <laughs> <laughs> it just means that people, uh, uh, you can't send newsletters to the, to the people unless they give you permission. Explicit permission is some circumstances to send them uh, a newsletter. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure how you can make that exciting subject. <laughs> but isn't there some rules about, like, if it's... There are some things that people you can opt people into and they have to opt out. But there are some things that you're just not allowed to do that with. Yeah, I think... I think you can, you can contact people about a service so if you have the service at service outage it's okay to contact people about that tell them about that or a service upgrade or something whereas you can't contact them just to try to sell them something especially a product or something else yeah exactly we got to opt in for that source so when you when you sign up for our um our app i'd recommend you do if you ever work out what it is yeah we send you uh, it so you have to register let's say with your email address and we send you an email that says please confirm your email address so we wouldn't need people to opt in for that because it's it's actually it's, it falls into that category of actually being able to make your but then also what we do is we have like welcome emails that sort of says well now you you know you presumably you'd like to know how to use this yeah this app here's some features 
<laughs> but if we wanted, exactly like you said, if we wanted to say stuff about sales, we would have to get your permission. That's right. Yeah. So explicit permission. Clear that. You, you've, um, you've actually sort of set up it, an email though, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Yep. Do, do you maybe want to just sort of say about, you know, what sort of software is out there to do that and the kind of skills you need to be able to, I mean, in the old days, you used to do it yourself, didn't you? And then have a list you could send it to sort of on your local computer. But these days there's cloud platforms, lots of different ones. I must admit, uh, none of them are really fantastic. I mean, when you're talking about massive volumes of emails, like millions, but now we have issues with all of them because when you put it on the cloud and you're talking about very large volumes, you've always got performance type issues, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, and, and, and these cloud-based products for creation, sending of email, they have APIs where you can talk directly to them from the database. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I think there's, there's quite a lot of them out there, but they and they all do slightly different things, and not all of them are fantastic. One of the things that is quite handy with with with, with one platform is that. They can check your email for how spammy it is, can't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you can find yourself in a situation where if you use the wrong, I don't know, header or, or um, a sub subject line, like if you say, would you like to buy Chialis or something like that, or what's the other one? What does it mean? Ruffle, don't know, because we don't, we don't use it. Viagra. Oh, right. You know, that's probably going to score quite high on, yeah. the, uh, on the spam. If you're a prince, yeah, who just needs someone to just hold his money for him, yeah, then then that's probably going to score quite high. Are you using an extreme there? Okay, so there's a disclaimer here, right? Do not if if you're this is just me and Russell just having a chit chat about GDPR here. Yeah, we're not experts. We're not experts. Do not take this as professional advice. And this, yeah, nor what we do at our, nor what we do at our company either. Yeah, because we might have got some of it wrong, and just putting that out there. You're just trying right. to have fun. Yeah, that's right. We don't want to get you sacked. Yeah, and they say, well, look, we're cited Leo yeah. Russells, and we don't want to get ourselves no. sacked. No. So, so just this is just chit chat bants. Yeah. Hey. All right, I think we covered this. All right, good stuff. Yeah. So, what did you think of uh, previous free uh, interviewees? Well, we're thinking of them, they're amazing. And we're really, really lucky to have uh, people like that that can come on the show. But it also reminds me... story about the blind men and the elephant. And, uh, and you asked me this question, and I'm, I'm quite mindful of that story. Right. So you've got these blind dudes. They obviously can't see the elephant, but they're feeling the elephant. Right? Yeah. One guy feels its, its, its trunk and goes, oh, this is like a really big snake. Right? One dude feels its penis and says, oh, this is like a really big snake. Then another one feels its ears and then says, oh, this feels like, I don't know, it's pancakes or something. I'm losing the analogy here uh, a little bit because I don't know the story completely well. And then, and then its legs is like a tree trunk. Right. And then its tail is like... Uh, good. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I do have a point. So when you listen to... What? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no. So you are rigid. Okay, so why I'm saying this, right. right? 
is that the original, you said, what do I think about it? What I mean is it's like, we're all working for the same thing, but the jobs are completely different. Oh yes. I think it's like, like different parts of an elephant. Yeah. Like the ear doesn't walk. Right. And oh, the leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just think it's very, very interesting. And I think one of the things that Jess said, which is very, very true of like any, any, anywhere you work. Yeah. Is that I think it's it, it's the it's the people that you work with that really make a big difference. So you can work with you can, you can be doing a, a, a job that you don't enjoy. Sorry, the, the job where the actual work itself is like not your ideal, but the people you work with are really great, and that's what makes yeah uh, what makes the job yeah. And then in, in, in just to flip flop that the other way round, you can be doing an incredibly uh, good work but if you're working with a bunch of bunch of assholes yeah you're not going to feel very fulfilled with that no. i was i was at one of these google conferences so basically what happens is that apple and android and stuff like that they they that they, they have various conferences and stuff like that and this one was based on sustainability but not sustainability as in keeping the planet going although obviously that's very important dude it was sustainability of your own uh, company so it's about, it's a nice way of saying how to make money without saying, sounding like it's how to make money. And they had a bunch of speakers and one of the guys, he was a great guy. And he, have you heard of a, a thing called Guitar Hero? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I can't, he, I can't remember if he was the guy who invented it or he was like the CEO of it. He was definitely a CEO of some sort. And he had a load of slides and one of his slides was don't hire arseholes even if they're geniuses. Why? Wow. And I thought that's quite good advice really, because if you think about your team and how they gel and they work together and, and it's all very, you know, cohesive. Yeah. One of the most important things is, is that the, the, te the team works. Right. And then if you hire someone who then upsets that, even if they are really great, if no one wants to work with them or, or, or the productivity of the rest of the team is now dropped yeah. because they cannot work with this person, then it doesn't matter how good they are, the team as a collective has actually got weaker. Thinking of a Portuguese football player when you say all that. Yeah, it was a very, very good example of that. Name, just in case it sued me. Yeah, and he's got a lot more money than others, doesn't it? Although the publicity would be very good. Yeah, all right. So you might have a, a Portuguese player playing for a club and it could be any club and it could be any Portuguese footballer, couldn't it? Yeah. Who's <laughs> uh, genius. Yeah. But he upsets everybody and then when he leaves, they all start playing better than they get. Yeah. I'll probably overman explain that bit. I could cut that bit. Oh, that's fine. That's good. Or we're here for. Yeah. So we better do a bombshell, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you, I have got one in, in mind. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have one, though? I don't have one, really, no. Having done the Bond shells with, with Jess, I realise just how much spot that we introduce into it. There's a there's clean one. There's a clean, cleanish one. Well, I should say not sojournistic one. James Bond, Roger Moore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's going to go see Q, but it's it's in the field, so to speak. What he wants to do is he, he, go, he goes and visits Q, and, but Q is in disguise. But he's disguised as a priest, and he's in a confessional box. 
James Bond goes to this confessional box. Hugh is a priest on the other side of the screen. And the line is, so you would have to say, uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And I'll go, that's putting it a bit mildly for 007. Okay, you ready for that? Yeah. Excuse me, Father, but I have sinned. <laughs> Excuse me, Father. <laughs> yes, forgive me, Father. Okay. <laughs> Take two. Take two. Forgive me, Father, but I have sinned. Close enough. That's putting it mildly, 007. All right, one more go. All right. Well, we're supposed to say that. Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. Yes, not forgive me, Father, but I have sinned. All right. It's just slightly, slightly changes it. Okay. Okay. One more time. With feeling. Uh, forgive me, Father, but I have sinned. That's putting it mildly, 007. Ta-da. Ta-da. Which completely negates him being in disguise. He's going to call him 007, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But anyway, guess this is yeah. <laughs> the end of it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, cheerio from Liam and ta-da from Russell.